Okay. Yeah. Hey, broke down all gas, no brakes with a dope sound. Do this shit in one take. What's the low? What up, everybody? Welcome back to Launch Air Sports. Listen, it's one month since Matthew Stafford has won a Super Bowl, and already <laughs> since 22 has started, he's ended. He's ended Tom Brady the Goat's career. He won the Super Bowl his first year in L.A., and now he drove Russell Wilson out of the NFC. What in the fucking world? Yeah, don't forget he's also rejuvenized uh, LeBron James' career, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he's just have to, he has to sit courtside every single game now. I like, mean, if I was the down. Lakers, I'd, I'd just give him a fucking, like, just a free seat. They'd be like, hey, this is your seat player. Just come here. They, they, they may as well just give it to the Rams because anytime a Rams player shows up, they're doing well. Aaron Donald showed up a couple weeks ago. They fucking went off. He shows up. They're going off. It's Cooper Cup's turn. He wants some of that magic now. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna need more than just that. They're going to also need to get rid of Russell Westbrook somehow. Oh, dude. He's, he's, he's I think on. he's on his way out. He's talking about how butthurt he is and how people call him Westbrick and shit like that. Yeah, he doesn't seem to uh, be able to handle the big city spotlight. And mm. he, he might want to go back to that small town uh, hero stuff. Back he in wants to be a big City. fish in a small pond, bro. That's what that's what Westbrook I just, is. I feel like his career is at the tail end of his career. Like, he just needs to go somewhere where it, it, it's going to be really hard for him to fit in anywhere. Let's just be honest. He's, he's not going to, like, come to Miami and just be a fit, you know? Like, it's going to mm. have to be really particular teams. But I feel like he needs to take a step back and just be like, yo, I don't have to do this every single game. I could just be a role player, average 15 to 16 points a game, and go win a championship with Golden State or something. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. not who he is. That's not who he I is. I know, exactly. I know, I know that. But that's he, what I'm trying to say is, like, that's what he needs to do. I feel like that's what he's missing, you know? He's a Hall of Fame talent. He just doesn't have the accolades to it, you know, when it comes down to championships and stuff. Right. He's been to, think, the, to the show. He just hasn't won it. I think, I think what he needs to do is he needs to take a play from the play sheet or from the playbook that Carmelo Anthony took where he sat out for a year. He rejuvenized himself when it looked like he was his whole career was over. And then he did, you know, he got the ball on sideline when he wasn't even on a team and pretended to shoot. Like, give some people a little time to, you know, get, get your name out of the media, relax, take a breather from sports. Go and Ghost. Just, and then go Ghost for a little bit, and then, and then you'll figure it out. Maybe, you know, maybe Seattle will be a team, and, and you can be the face of the Seattle Supersonics. He could. I just... I, I... I can't see him being a superstar anymore. No, he's not. He's that's no. not him. That's not him. No, but I think he's still a guy that can. If you put him in the right system, you put him on the right team. He's still a guy who's going to get you a triple double every night. He's still going to go get his boards. Yeah. He's still going to go get his assist. He'll still find a way to shoot up 50, or take fifteen shots and make five. Like he, that's just who he is. He's going to get that double double or that triple double. So Derrick Rose of our generation. So, Speaking so of, LA's no, no, LA's that's a terrible ninth. take. LA is <laughs> ninth in the West. They're 28 and 36. The no, West they're... is so, like, there, there's such a big difference in the West compared mm-hmm. to the East because the Grizzlies are second and they're eight games behind the Suns. Yeah. But I don't, I don't even see LA making 
the playoffs this year. Well, didn't well, didn't the didn't the ESPN just come out and say that they have a one percent chance to make it either eight or seven? Probably. Like it, it's literally a one percent chance. If if they so make it, to, there's if, a chance. If if they make it to the playing game, basically you're telling me that I have to, LeBron has to win one game to make it to the playoffs. I would take I would take my chances on that. I, yeah. I doesn't matter what stadium he's in. Doesn't matter. One game. Winner goes to the playoffs. I would I would take LeBron in that one. They don't care who he's playing. Yeah, he, he just may it's not more win than one game. Well, the the no, play is only game. one. Yeah. Yeah. So the playing wise, I I I'm with you. I I give it to him because it's LeBron James. Honestly, if they want to win more than one game, though, they're going to need AD back. AD is already, like, mm-hmm. checked out. That's what everybody's saying. There's those rumors saying that he almost went to a where, – where was it? He – it wasn't Washington. Was it Boston? Because Kyrie was trying to, to to bring him over before he made his decision to go to L.A. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, like, he, he's, he's already yeah. checked out. You can kind of tell, like, yeah, he's injured. And we understand that he's just always goddamn injured unless he's playing <laughs> against the Heat. Uh, but he's, you know, he he's already checked out. I I can't see him staying in LA, you know, unless his contract forces him to. Let's just yeah. put it like this: in the next three, four years, all the big names in LA are gone, including LeBron. Including LeBron. Yeah, LeBron will be whatever on whatever team that uh Bronny's that on. Bronny's on, and that's why Bronny's gonna go as a. You know, like a first round pick. He should really be a second round pick right now, if not undrafted. But we'll see what happens with him. He's still got time in his junior year, for sure. But that that's a good, that's a great question though. Like, who's going to be the top two teams, in or who's going to be the top team in each uh, conference in five years? Like, who's going to be the powerhouses? I think you're looking at, you know, Memphis. Memphis is going to be that top team in the West because they're the youngest team. I mean, Phoenix right now is the answer, but Memphis long-term is where you're looking. Phoenix, um, honestly, Phoenix without Chris Paul is not the exact – it's not the same team. And you know, like, Chris Paul in a year or two is gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I honestly, Dallas, as long as fucking our boy is there, Dallas is always going to be a contender. Yep. You know, and it, it was funny because I saw something on uh on Twitter about like it was like Damian Lillard, uh first year in the league, rookie of the year, you know, super you know, super excited about his career, and then it was like this year still only only champ only thing under his name is still just rookie of the year. Like he's gonna be gone, so Portland's gonna be trash soon enough. Yep. You have what uh Utah still gonna be in the top as long as fucking spiders there and 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 there's other you know jokers there and all that stuff no it's uh rudy gobert uh, rudy gobert sorry like like there's there's always going to be a couple of these like standout teams but honestly it's, it's jay morant's you know conference so let's just as long as as long as he's ready to go it's like it's playing out of his mind i was calling it out last year Nobody else watching those games. I'll watch that's, those games. That's no the kid. That's the kid that they're calling this generation's Derrick Rose. That kid. That kid's so athletic. He's doing everything that we were watching Derrick Rose do. Let's just hope he just doesn't have any um, injury, injury prone zones. Yeah, I think I think a team that everyone. I, I agree with you guys. Memphis is definitely up there. 
especially in the West. I think for the West, the Timberwolves are another team with Ant and Cat. Uh, Ant is only getting better every single game I watch him play. The kid's phenomenal. Yep. Um, and then I think another team that really just stands out and will always be there is to go, it's consistently going to be the Miami Heat. Like the Miami. Well, that's Heat. their Eastern Conference. Yeah. 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 In, well, in the East, it's it's it. I think it's just the Miami Heat are just so consistently there and i don't think jimmy butler wants to leave bam's gonna be there probably for his whole career we're very we're pretty loyal to, they're a pretty loyal team you know they're always and they're all young. young and, they're and all it's, young. it's it's funny because nobody's still talking about the heat yep and they're nobody and they're none of these one. analysts they're all like oh well Harden's now in philadelphia well philadelphia just got shut the fuck up this weekend against the heat uh you know oh the bulls are still really good they're falling yeah. off now. Like I said, they were going to. <laughs> yeah. If I ever, um, if and I Boston ever... was going to come back. Yeah, because Jason Tatum's a real fucking deal. People sleep on Jason Tatum. Their their uh, defense has stepped up a lot this year too. But I just yeah, Jason I, Tatum. I feel like the Heat are are just meshing well. I think yep. you 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 hit it on the head there. They're really really young, and as long as they keep two of those pieces in Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, or uh, Bam out of bio. They just need two of them. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who else. Like you always need a third piece. But yeah. out of that core, if Jimmy in four years wants to retire or go to another team, that's fine. You'll be yeah. you'll be just fine with Bam out of bio and Tyler Hero, which is turning out to be the best player or the best offensive player on that team. As long as Eric Spolstra is coaching and Pat Riley is a GM, Miami will never be in a bad spot mm-hmm. yeah the, I'm, I'm concerned about the pat riley take though because every year it's the same thing we're always sitting like oh is this it is this it is he is he is he gone and it's always like oh well yeah you know he made it to the playoffs oh he made it to the championship and it's like okay maybe now like they have a chance to win it this year what happens if he wins a chip does he finally just you know ride out into the sunset and move to california like he's always talking about maybe i i just when, when you're Miami and you have a guy like Pat Riley and you have that um, historical background that he has, even though, like, you have those off years, like he had a couple of those years where there was just – it was right after LeBron left and Wade left and everyone and, – and Chris Bosch was going through the blood clots. Like, there was those down years and you're going, all right, like, is it time to get rid of Pat Riley? Is it time to get – is it time to move on? And it's like you just don't give that up. If he's not ready to leave, you don't give it up because it's going to happen again. He, it comes in intervals – and and sometimes it might take four or five years, but you hope that it happens within two or three. And look at where we are now. Yep. It it look. And and I'll I'll let you go after this, Max. I honestly, I feel like basketball is is coming back. You know how basketball like. I don't want to say three years ago. I would say about like four to five years ago. We all said, "Oh man, this is the best basketball it's gonna be." Wait until, you know, it's like once LeBron's gone, once D-Wade's gone, once all these guys are gone, the you know, it's going to drop off. I feel like basketball is in the best position it's ever been to continue growing. There's that's so that's the crazy part that, you know, like a lot of people are just talking about the now, but I feel like, you know, you have Morant, you have, you, have, you know, uh, Tyler Hero, you have uh, Trey Young, you have all these, you, you have Luca, you have all these young guys that are just going to keep getting fucking better. Yep. And just make the game so much better. It's going to be crazy. Like, people are, are sleeping on the NBA, but I feel like the NBA in a couple of years is 
it's going to be just dominant number two sport in the United mm-hmm. States. I think people are sleeping on it because it's the end of an era. It's the end of the era yeah. that we grew up in. You know, we don't have Kobe anymore. We don't have Wade anymore. We don't, you know, we're not going to have LeBron in, you know, five, 10 years or whatever it is. Um, yeah. You know, we're losing all these household names. Carmelo is going to be gone. Chris Paul's going to be gone. It's the kids who are growing up now who are like, who gives a fuck about them? Like, we got fucking John Morant, motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. got Luca. We got the Greek freak. Yeah, like that. This core group that's there now, these young kids are their LeBrons, are their, you know, Wades yeah. and Boshes and whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That's that's their group. And that's the sad part of seeing an era. I think it's it it's very sad, but I think what's also very incredible about uh, this new era that's coming up, even though like you know some people just say whatever, but us as like sport industry people, we all we all look at this and go, the Greek Freak, Jokic, Joel Embiid, all of these Luca, what do they all have in common? They're all foreign players, so it's yep. not even just like it's not even just domestic base where we're having the same. Jason Tatum's and LeBron James and all these people who grew up in America growing up and and going to the NBA. Now we have all of these foreign people playing and it's expanding NBA even farther overseas, just like how the NFL is now trying to implement, implement doing. It's incredible to watch it all happen. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think we saw the development of, you know, European and foreign players. Like we saw, you know, Dirk, back in the day and it's just mm-hmm. becoming more and more of a global sport mm-hmm. that that's why we're seeing this development of you know these foreign players it's not just an american game anymore it's it's a world yeah but i mean like even back then we saw like those players like the darko milicic's the ricky rubio's all those guys they were just role players like no we're getting superstars out of these guys like they yeah. are they are taking over the league and I think yeah. that's what's really impressive about it all. Like, Dirk was a superstar, don't get me wrong. But, like, now we're seeing a more consistent basis coming into the league when we're when we're drafting overseas. Well, I, I love basketball, but let's talk about what really matters right now. The news that's coming out of the NFL, baby. This is Coach's favorite time of the season. Hell yeah. There's not even a season going on in the favorite time. How, how excited were you this past weekend with the Combine? And then all this off-season news coming out of Aaron Rodgers. We'll, we'll get into the craziness going on in Denver. Like, tell me how hard your nipples are right now. That's all I want to know. <laughs> they're they're oh, like they're poking. They're diving cutters right now for sure. <laughs> I love it. Listen, the combine was. I love the combine because I think it's just an. It's not something that you you judge a player off of and take that and run into the draft with. It's just a supplement of their actual tape throughout the year. And we all saw their tapes. Like we watched, I watched Jermaine Johnson for the Seminoles and, and he stood out in the, uh, in the combine. Other people did not show up for the combine. They didn't show out for it. It's, it's crazy to watch it and just see like some of those little things. Cause it, it, it what, what it really does is it, it helps see like some of their flaws. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, they don't they don't jump that high, or you know they can't they can't bend on their when they're trying to turn on a on a on an offensive lineman or anything like that. It's like, all right, now we know like something that maybe the tape can't really show you because it was just too easy for them when going up against a defender or whatever. Let me let me ask you this: um, Is the combine as important as it was a couple years ago? And do we see the combine actually? 
staying relevant to to draft as well as to the to to NFL because I'm looking at it and and you know before you were crazy if you didn't show and again I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm aging myself a little bit I'm talking about like the late 90s and stuff like that I feel like back then you were crazy if you didn't show up to the NFL Combine. You had top prospects showing up to NFL Combine always. If you yeah, missed it, your your stock dropped. Yeah, you you're you're instantly instantly going down instantly. Right. In 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 stock. So, but now it doesn't matter. Or at least that's how it feels like. I feel like the Combine is more for those players that are standout players, but they're not, you know, like are they're on they're teetering on, all right, this guy can be in the second or third round. And you're like, all right, well, if yeah. I show up in the combine, if I'm, you know, jumping a a, a, a huge vertical or, or increasing my speed from like, you know, 4.4 to a 4.3, I instantly move up, you know, in a, you know, a couple picks or even into a different round. So that's how I'm looking at the combine now. I used to watch the combine just because it was a spectacle. Now I honestly don't even watch it. I'm just looking at what, what type of like, you know, who yeah. stood out in the combine. I don't know. I think the combine's huge still. I mean, you're seeing what is the fastest class we've ever seen. I mean, easily people are people are jumping from you know when you're projected, you know, fifteenth or tenth overall to now you're in the top five to eight, just because of these times, their strength. Just showing. I'm not taking anything away from how impressive these guys are, because look at look at look at this year's you know. Uh, combine, it, you said it, it was the fastest combine or fastest class coming out in a really long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. does it grade your stock that high? Like, I, 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 I feel like you, you, you looked at people like, like Tom Brady didn't have a, and again, I'm using Tom yeah, Brady, everybody, but like Tom Brady didn't have a great combine. No, yeah, Peyton Manning didn't have a great combine. You know, some of the all time greats don't have to have a great combine. To, to work out, you know, in the in the nope. in the NFL. But I so but that's I what I'm saying. It, it, I, I feel like you're seeing more cases of that now than what it was before. I, I don't. I, so like I said, it, it's 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 a supplement to what we saw on the tape. So it's not something that is. It, it's something that can improve and also hurt your draft stock. But it's not something that's. It's not the end all be all. Like Tom Brady didn't have a great uh, combine. Well, you know what. Look at him now. He's he's the goat. Um, a guy like Jordan Davis, who's coming in at 6'6", 340 pounds, and in an interior defensive lineman for Georgia, we all know he's a beast. He he can slip through tackles. He he's literally just a monster on the defensive line. Well, he just everyone thought he was going to run a five flat or at least over a five uh, a five second forty. The man yep. ran a four seven eight. Like that man is incredible. He's a freak of nature. He's someone who I think should move up the draft board immensely. I, I would consider him a top five pick or a top five talent. I should say based on what you need, obviously he won't go in the top five, mm-hmm. but then there's guys like Kayvon Thibodeau who only ran the 40 yard dash. Didn't really impress us with his 40 yard time. And now we're going to see he left after the 40 yard dash and he, he we're going to probably see his draft, his draft stock slip. And then another guy, I'm going to bring up another Knowles guy, Deshaun Corbin, uh, running back, didn't run the 40 time, didn't do a vertical, didn't do any of the like extracurriculars, broad jumps, anything, just the measurement stuff. But he did all of the on-field workouts, 
And I'm telling, I, I think his draft stock improved by that just by watching him actually do a drill. So, I mean, it, it helps. How much does it help? Depends on who you talk to. It depends on what team you're talking to, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the LA Clippers wanted to, uh, told Kobe Bryant that was the most amazing pre-draft workout we've ever had. Oh, are you going to draft me? Nah. Like, just, it, it just happens. Heard. Heard. But I, look, I, I, I don't want to take anything away from the combine. I don't want to take anything away from the players going to the combine. 100%. I just feel like the it's not as relevant as it was 10 years ago. And, and, and you're right, was, it's not as exciting. It's not as exciting for the normal fan. Yeah, like like 10 years ago, I used to go to a cigar bar with my brother and smoke a cigar and watch the combine. You know? And you would it, it was like a spectacle to to an extent because you're like, all right, you have these amazing players, you know, and all of them are showing up. It, even if it was like a QB that you knew was going number one no matter what. Yeah. He was still gonna go there and he was still gonna throw the ball and he was still gonna like maybe he wasn't running a uh you know a 40 or maybe he wasn't bench pressing or something like that, but they were always there, they were always competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I know with with COVID, it's been a little different. It's been a little bit difficult, but I feel like ever since probably like the Andrew Luck era, I feel like the combine has just started to decrease in how relevant it is in today's NFL. Yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from the people that go actually go compete because some of these guys, you know, that go up there are, are trying to you know go into the top five. So that's why you see, you know, studs go out there like the kid from Georgia, like you were talking about. Um, but like you kind of alluded to, Max, it, it, it's really up to the team. So can you sell yourself to a team on combine day? And I feel like most teams already know who they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure if I can get into, I don't want to get into Chris Greer's mind because I would fucking just punch him if I could. <laughs> uh, but like, if you can get into like Bruce Arians' head or Bill Belichick, like they're already sold. They already know who they want, what they're yeah. picking, or at least what position they're picking. Mm-hmm. They you know, know they're they're, they're not they're not sitting there going to the combine and just like ah, well, you know what, this guy really sold me. We don't need a defensive tackle, but let's just get him. Anyway, Maybe I could trade really good. Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like that's that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's not as relevant to the actual industry as well as to the public perspective. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's, I don't, it's not something that's obviously for the, um, the uh, entry level fan or anything like that. It's not something yeah. that like really interests them, but for other people like me or um, others that are very deep into watching uh, football, we want to watch that. We want to watch the, we want to see what their times are. We want to see how they do their on field drills some of us know what we're looking at when we're watching them bend around a, a hula hoop and shit like that. Some most people just are like, "What is the purpose of this?" And maybe that's also why they're 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 looking at changing venues. Like they're looking at getting getting out of Indianapolis, going to L.A., Vegas, other cities to try and um, media make it bigger. And it's crazy <laughs> because I I also think it has something to do with the fact that like. If you rewind, you know, five, seven years, you we the average person knew household names in college football. And now I feel like that's not the case as much. And I think that's also why we're losing touch with the combine. Like we knew, oh shit, you know, Jameis Winston's fucking heading the Seminoles. 
you know, we knew all these other names where now it's like, uh, who's exciting? Kenny Pickett, uh, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like that thing. It's, you, they're more becoming team fans than they are player fans in college. Yeah, I think, I think it's very much a, I mean, this year was a drag because of the fact that it is a weak quarterback class and quarterbacks are obviously the face of everything these days. So like last year you had Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and all of them in there. It's probably very, a very exciting draft combine to watch. Um, you know, I think that's why QB one and all those other like Netflix shows and, and documentaries on these young high school quarterbacks is probably really good for not just college football, but then also for the combine because you're getting to watch them from high school to college to going into the NFL, that process. It sucks that Spencer Rattler is such a dickhead and sucks the human being that like, that's the one person everyone remembers from QB one. And it's, yep, he's terrible. I mean, hopefully he'll revive his career over here in South Carolina. Who, who knows, but you know who I think is going to be a great person in a new place. And, that's fucking Russell Wilson in Denver. Yeah, it is. Now, now we're talking about stuff people care about. <laughs> let's right. not, let's not talk about the combine. Don't even put don't even put combine in the title of this episode, no. Max. No, because no. I feel like nobody's gonna that. listen to it. No, let's no just Russell, Russell Westbrook really big. <laughs> not Russell Westbrook. <laughs> listen to me, Russell Westbrook. Don't put in name his name either because it's, it's, it's the Russell it's episode. Tank. It's, it's just the Russell, Russell episode. There you go. Yeah, um, Russell Wilson. Let's get into this hot fucking mess of a trade because it's really one-sided. And anybody that doesn't say it's one-sided, they're dumb. Because the next two fucking drafts suck ass. Yep. Don't get me wrong, there's going to be some good defensive players coming out, but you ain't replacing Russell fucking Wilson in the next two drafts, let's just be honest. You're not. No, Landers. Anyways, what they, they get for Russell Wilson? They got. They got. Not enough. <laughs> they got this year's first and second round. Next year's first and second round. A fifth rounder. Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, a defensive lineman, and uh, Drew Locke. Which don't get me wrong, you have some great players. I mean, I love Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant's awesome. Yeah, but he's always hurt. Yeah, he is. He's never played. He is, He's never played a full season in his entire career. Then we have Shelby Harris, studs, solid. Yeah, solid yeah, that, that, that's the best like part of this trade is that mm-hmm. the only Drew Locke Lock ain't gonna fucking fix that problem. Hey, hey, hey listen, listen. Drew Locke still to this day has the best sideline performance of all time when he started singing "Put On." Drew yeah, Locke not is not going to be throwing the ball deep to <laughs> fucking matter. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf's draft stock in fantasy football just dropped from a second-round pick to, like, a fourth-round pick, maybe even lower. What what this tells me is, is that Seattle is going to go try to make a move in free agency for a quarterback that's available. I mean, I don't think there's mm-hmm. any hope for Drew Locke being the guy in Seattle. It's just not there. What yeah. I think it was, I think they up there – game now they didn't have a great tight end i mean Everett wasn't the answer for them in seattle now noah font has the opportunity to take that over you have these offensive weapons you just added a nice piece to your defense all you're missing is a quarterback it's the quarterback i how, how do you think Jameis likes uh seattle blue 
I don't know how the weather is over there, but he that's a nice receiving core to have. So it's a pretty good receiving core to have. That that would definitely that would definitely solidify him as a top five quarterback, like we said last time. Yeah, <laughs> like you said that. So now, I, now I, if he goes I, over there, I, I I said it too. I called look, him he, one. He he would be going to a to, to the best offensive weaponry he's ever had. Let's just be honest. It would be the the best weapons he has ever had in his career. Mm-hmm. And could he make the argument to be in the top ten at that point because of it? He better fucking hope so because. He doesn't deserve to be in the NFL if he's going to the Seattle Seahawks playing with those fucking DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know, like, you know, a Noah fan, Fant, Chris, you Carson. know, they, they do. Chris Carson isn't that great, but he's serviceable. Uh, you know, they, he, that would be his best opportunity. I know that we wanted him to stay with the Saints. Um, a lot of people are hyping him over to go back to Tampa. But Seattle is his spot, bro. Seattle is a great call out. If if I'm him, if I'm him, I'm looking at I'm looking at Seattle and I'm looking at Pittsburgh and I'm going, yeah, you guys are at the top of my list. That's yeah, I honestly. And people Miami, people have named Pittsburgh one of his top choices, but I really just once you lose if you lose Juju, which it sounds like they're going to. Yeah, they didn't I franchise don't know tag him. You're really on the top of my list. What do you Absolutely. got? Fucking Chase Claypool and Pat Fryermuth, like. And, uh, and Deontay Johnson. Johnson. No, you Deontay have Deontay Johnson. Johnson's savage. You have Najee oh, yeah. Harris. Honestly, and they have what arguably a James top Washington. ten uh, uh, offensive defense. line too. Defense. Defense is great. Like they're 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 Stats they're in a really good place. Going to Pittsburgh for him would be game changing, career changing. Honestly, a lot of people are sleeping on this, but I I heard a couple people talking about it. Going to Miami would be a good spot for him too. Really, Jalen Waddle's good. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker is hit or miss, but he's used to having a big target like that. Uh, they they franchise tag Gasicki, so he's there for another year. The That's running game is only going to get better. Like it, it's a good spot for him. You know, to 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 definitely, if he goes there, he's not going to automatically go to the top ten. You know, QB in the league. You know, but he's going what to do you mean he's show. Yeah, he's already. He has, he has to play a whole season for me, baby. So he plays a whole season. I, 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 he could be a top ten for the first five games of the season, but until he uh, plays full eighteen, not giving him anything. So, so do you think this trade helps or severely hurts the Houston Texans when trading Deshaun Watson? Or, or the, are the Texans just stupid for not trading I, yet? I still, I, yeah, I, they should have tried to move him already. I feel like he's literally he no trade clause. They're still, they're still sitting there with a thumb in their ass because mm-hmm. he's not going to go anywhere unless it goes to a team that he really wants to go to. So all the teams in the NFL know that. And then on top of that, he still may not be able to play. Yeah. So the Houston Texans are still taking an L. And I know, I know, uh, uh, Carlos isn't here to listen to it, but. Houston Texans are still they're 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 sitting with the Dolphins, man. They're they're more than I don't want to be I don't want to be away, bro. They're more than a QB away. Let's just Davis be honest. Mills is the answer to their problems. I think they have their quarterback. Yes, I think you're do. right, Landers. I think they're taking an L and they're they're losing value as they continue to go because it's just apparent on the value they're gonna get for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. think they could have at least gotten a first round draft pick. Before, yeah. 
I don't know if that's the case anymore. There's been a, there's been a lot of movement in his uh, in his cases and everything. So apparently, we're supposed to find out a lot more. A lot of things are supposed to be cleared up before the end of the month. So hopefully, ho- hopefully that you know that'll help move the market and help move be making it be able for him to move on to a new team and other teams will be able to figure out their quarterback position before going into the draft and risking it on a Malik Willis or a uh, Kenny Pickett. So, so if, if he does get cleared and, and you know that there's not going to be, I feel like his, because of this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not comparing him to Russell Wilson, but he's Russell Wilson talent. So could he still warrant, uh, you know, two first round picks maybe. Yes. If he gets fully cleared, uh, yeah, but I mean, there's still that clause where it's it's up to him, mm-hmm. which is huge. It's a huge deal breaker because, yeah. hey, if I had be like, yo, I'm your only option player, <laughs> you you know, yeah. I'm, if I don't want, you're gonna keep him. But you know what? When he's not your player anymore, he's gonna come here anyways. Yeah. 100%. So I, I I have a I have a, a sneaky suspicion that uh. You know, if he does get cleared, he would probably get traded within like a day or two. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I'm I'm pretty sure that Houston is just sitting there going, just let's buy our time, baby, just buy our time. Hundred percent. And the first first people to reach out to him for sure, gonna it's gonna be Pittsburgh, just because it's where he wants to go. So probably where he wants to go. What do you What do you think the effect of Aaron Rodgers? You know, I I think that. Green Bay really pulled one that no one saw coming. I think everyone thought Aaron was gone. I think we thought Devontae was gone, and boom. Both are back. I mean, we should have known this when we were looking at Von Miller's tweets of saying, you know, he wants back, like, what, 58? 58 I mean, or 40. He knew what, he, he knew what was what was about to go on, and um, I think that really solidified what Denver was doing, and I think that's what what caused, you know, Aaron to stay in Green Bay. Does so? Does anybody actually know what his contract is, or that hasn't come out fully yet? Uh, he, it came out that it was apparently four years, but yeah, he, he four years out, is a lot. He sent out a tweet saying that there is no new contract. Really? So just, I, I could have sworn the tweet was that he agreed to play for for the Packers. Like it's already agreed to. The, to the contract just hasn't come out yet. Well, it, he had he still has one more year on his contract. He still has another year. He wasn't a free agent going into this year. He still had a year, and he could either retire or ask for a trade. He's just agreed that he's coming back to Green Bay. He he tweeted out saying that there is no new contract, there is no new deal. It's just I'm coming back to play. So Adam Scheffner no looped us again and fucked us with a report because it was you're right. It was a it was a four year two hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, it was fifty million a year. 158 million guaranteed. Right. It was that. It was. It made him the highest paid player in the NFL. And and look, it all deserving. But four years, like like he's going into what season 18? 22 seasons in, bro. Like, that's that's a lot. It's a lot for any player. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think I think what what really needs to be what's not being talked about as much is I feel bad for Jordan Love. God <laughs> damn, dude! This kid's gonna ride the bench his whole life because he's sitting behind the greatest player, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever, you know, step on the field. 
and then who cares? He's still making millions of dollars. And he's, and then, <laughs> don't and feel then, bad for him at all. And then imagine all the Packers fans like Allie, where it's like you've in the last forty years, you've only had to deal with greatness. Two great quarterbacks, so you're super fucking ecstatic that he's coming back for another year. But how many Super Bowls has that got you? Uh, just one from Aaron, and only <laughs> one appearance. But it's still more than most most teams. Hey, Matthew Stafford has the same. That's all I have to say. So look, honestly, I feel like the Aaron Rodgers thing. If that if that deal didn't come through, if, if or if he would have never come out and said anything, and that contract was real, it is a complete game changer. Oh, Let's yeah. just be honest. You said because the that's just showing that contracts are only going to keep getting bigger for QBs. Like yeah. that is a massive contract. If we thought the 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 Patrick Mahomes one was massive, this one's even bigger. Like, what's stopping Stafford from being like, "Yo, let's recon," you know, I want a new contract. You know, I want a I want an Aaron Rodgers contract. You know, I got the same fucking record as him. You know what I mean? So, I feel like Aaron Rodgers might be working on a contract like that. I feel like that that might be something that's possible. Look, they they franchise tag Devonte Adams. They're paying him big bucks to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have Aaron Jones. That team is still going to be competitive. Still going to yep. be in the, you know, in 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 the Super Bowl contention all year round again. We're gonna have to listen to Ali just complain and oh my god, you guys aren't talking about the Packers enough. Like we know it's happening. Well, well, look at look at the competition there. There's in the NFC, it's Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, and possibly the like the Cowboys, like. There's not really a whole lot of competition going on in the NFC. It's all in the AFC. Well, Mari Cooper is gone, so there's another weapon for Dallas. Just well, we'll see where he goes. You know, we might see him in aqua and orange. We might see him in blue and red, or we might see him in green and white. He's. I think he's destined for the AFC East at this point. Speaking of another, oh, sorry, I know. Speaking of another <laughs> Alabama wide receiver, Calvin fucking Ridley. Did you see this? Oh yeah, no oh, man. I don't. It's so fucking weird, man. That whole situation. Did you? Did you Isn't he retired? No, no, no. He stepped away for for personal issues. Um, what that may be, we never found out. I think, but I've never seen someone wager a thousand five hundred dollars and lose eleven million dollars. That's what that man. <laughs> Hey guys, I only waited a thousand, but he did. He did a million dollars. Yeah, he's that. Did you see the name that he used for the account? No, no. Calvin Ridley with the Atlanta Falcons. That was the that was the profile name. <laughs> that guy's a fucking genius. I love it. <laughs> I mean, straight, like... straight out of straight out of the South Florida, right there, man. You can't make that stuff up. Born and raised. And and he's tweeting like what I what, what I think is funny is like he's tweeting like oh I don't have a gambling problem like I don't think anyone said you have a gambling problem I think no. it's the fact that you also bet on fucking Atlanta you dumbass like how that'll like, help bruh at least yeah. at least he wasn't a part of the team while he did that's why that's why I feel like this is you you can't compare this to to the Pete Rose situation you can't compare it to to some of the other allegations out there mm-hmm. he wasn't on the team when he made these wagers does it deserve a year suspension though because ray rice there's there was video of ray rice punching his girlfriend in the face in an elevator and goodell was really literally going to give him two games 
Yeah, two games. That's pretty funny. We're talking about frame. The NFL needs to reevaluate how they're handling, you know, conduct cases. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, Calvin Ridley, K-Welta, bro. Like, this is a Michael, like, K-Welta. <laughs> bro. Look, I... I I, I, I understand the Pete Rose situation. I understand the Calvin Ridley situation. You can throw stuff, but, you know, it, it's – they have to figure it out because wagering is only going to get bigger and better. It is. Let's it just is be honest. It's, it's literally going to be the future of sports. It's literally becoming more integrated. Look at, look at what the Mercedes-Benz Dome is now called, the Caesar Dome. Yes. Like, teams are partnering with books. They're having books – in LA, when you know you go to the stadium, you can go bet on a fucking game. They are becoming literally what's force like what's holding. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. So it's going to be inevitable that sooner or later another player is going to come out and wager on something. You know, I may maybe it's not on his own team like fucking Calvin Ridley. Come on, just fucking <laughs> yeah. like hey, I I wagered on the Super Bowl. Oh, okay, well you know it was the Super Bowl. It's not that big of a deal. No, I wager on fucking Atlanta Falcons. Okay, well maybe, maybe, maybe we should investigate this a little bit. I understand the investigation. I think the fucking suspension is retarded. Um, should he get suspended something? Probably. Or should he get fined something? Probably. But that's for another episode, gentlemen. And we're not we're not ready to talk about that today. Let's just be honest. Today was a sports vomit episode, and I'm proud to be a part of it. It was a good sports vomit episode. We, we kept pace with everything. And uh, for everyone who's listening, follow us on Instagram, lawnchair.sports, Twitter, lawn underscore sports, and we'll be back next week. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Broke down all gas, no brakes with a dope sound. Do this shit in one take.